Clancy podcast. This is Wilco here. Uh, we are joined tonight by the only other locked on lad, Cal. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, buddy. Good, good for a and, Thursday. Yeah, you, you're joining us from a very on-site location, which is really good. Mm. So thank you for joining us tonight yeah. because no one else wanted to, except for Sky. How you going, mate? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on, guys. We have been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, and we definitely promised you on the weekend that we would get you on. I just didn't realize it was going to be today. So thank you for uh, answering the emergency call because Butter Socks is uh, very very sick, can't talk. And McDad, he's got the uh, experience pox, doesn't he? Well, I don't know. Yeah, the the XUVX pox or whatever it is. So I'm I think I'm at that age now where I've been to enough events that I don't get sick after events. So me too, um, me too. I've I've had a mild mild uh, mild sore throat yesterday. I went oh hello, it's finally happened, and then no nothing. I've got a special talent where I went to an event and my wife got sick. So, go figure. <laughs> I'm just passing it on before I even get it. It's great. Probably chasing you know, all the munchkins. Yeah, Butters was getting it a little bit, I think. No, no, it was as soon as he got back, he just got hard. He, went, he, he did some um, Rainbow Six on Tuesday night because the meds were mm. working, but the meds aren't working tonight. So, poor guy. Drugs don't work. Um, but yeah, and McDad doesn't know how to use the internet anymore, so he's out as well. Um, but yeah, Sky, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where would our listeners, where should they know you from? Because I know where I know you from. Um, honestly, I'm not sure anyone would sort of know me from anywhere, but I. But um, they should. Well, they should. I don't know. I don't know if they should, but um, I am a <laughs> an observer slash podcast host. Um, and I've done dabbled in a few other things. I um, I've observed um some stuff in NZ for Rainbow Six. I've done. Uh, six Masters, if you guys watch that. I've done the online offline stage of that. Um, I've done Pro League for a few seasons back as well. Um, and yeah, um, as a podcast, run another podcast as well. Um, similar to your guys's. Am I allowed to, am I allowed to say it on here? You that? can yeah, promote absolutely. whatever right. you want. Um, I run uh, another podcast, or help run another podcast called Talking Siege. Um, lovely, lovely podcast. Go listen to it. It's a great podcast. You. I appreciate it. Um... And I also have uh, I've, I've done some admining on my, some sites like Cybergamer, and something I, else I'm pretty proud of is I've um, helped run a, a few charity events as well, um, which is maybe like if 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 you know me for anything it must maybe not charity events but um, that's something I've really enjoyed doing and um, uh, yeah I've had a, uh, Operation Awareness was the most recent one and yep. uh, that was alongside some other influences of the community and it was a lot of fun. That's right. That's- it did look like a lot of fun. Uh, our, our friend of the show, Uber Timmy, was a bit of a part of that, I think, at one stage, wasn't he? Promoting that? Yeah, yeah. Uber um, helped organise the event. Yeah, oh, nice. Very good. Uh, raising money for people is always a good thing. Now, talk to me about observing, because I always, I, I kept, I think I've talked to Shane in the past from UB Australia and said, I just want to see the top down view, but you won't let me do that. So, talk me through <laughs> observing in a Pro League match or a Rainbow Six Masters. Yeah, so I guess observing is all about trying to, I guess trying to, because obviously in Rainbow Six you've got 10 players, right? So there's all this action, you could be on 10 feeds, and it's about trying to get all of that information and putting it into the most viewable and consumable form that you can uh, for the viewers online. And obviously the casters, you have to interpret that information and uh, 
try and commentate over it. Um, so it's it's a bit similar to like a you're literally that guy that stands at the on a sports production, for example, and goes camera three, camera one, camera two, but you're doing it yourself. So you're trying to be the person on the camera, the pe- person actually switching the camera, and the person saying, "Yeah, I'm going to switch to this camera all at once." Yeah, so um, I Far guess that, that's uh, that's a, that's a one way to put it for sure. But um, yeah, I think yeah, I guess that's that's probably a pretty good way to put it. Um, yeah, I guess you like I said, it's just like there's so much information um, as there is in any any video game or any or any sort of sport, I guess for that nature. And yeah, again, it's really about bringing it down into a con- consumable form. And um, something I really enjoy about observing is that. Um, I make a lot of mistakes, um, and I'm, I'm really happy I make a lot of mistakes. I feel like I learn best when I make mistakes. Yep. Um, and That's awesome. being in a position that I get to make mistakes sometimes and then learn and then sort of put that learning into action, um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun to sort of see that pay off. Definitely. Nice. Now, one thing I noticed when I was at the Six Masters, you got to play around with a little picture-in-picture mode. Um, how exciting was that, to, and how tricky was that to set up and, and, and pull off? Um, I'm not gonna not gonna at all take uh, all the credit for that. That was a lot yep. of that was MC. Uh, his, yep. his Twitter at is MC underscore CSGO. Michael, he's uh, probably I'd say the best observer in in ANZ for literally any video game, not just Rainbow. Yep. Um, he wow, it's it's really incredible to work alongside him and seeing the passion that he has for what he does. Uh, he's a really smart guy, and you know, not even just in observing. Like I remember the night before. Um, we were sort of a little bit behind in terms of the preparation that we had to do um, on the observing side to ensure that, you know, because obviously both of us want the observing to be the highest quality it can be. Um, and he sort of just put in the effort and it's sort of a difficult situation because a lot of it had to revolve around sort of coding and that sort of thing. And that isn't exactly my forte. And he really just sort of sat down and endured that and really, I guess, took one for the team in a way and, and managed to, to do that before the broadcast. Yep. And I think all of the viewers and, and people that were in attendance really really saw that payoff. It's like you mentioned, the picture-in-picture picture mode. Yep. Yeah, no, it was brilliant to see some things like, um, I think might have been Virtue looking around the corner at one of the oddity guys, and you could see from both angles, basically, who was going to peak first and who was going to pre-fire, and uh, it was just amazing to see. Um, that does a good job of capturing those edge-of-the-seat moments, too, because you're like, if mm-hmm. this one of them moves just that little bit more, <laughs> and then I'll do that. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's it's intense enough watching from one person's angle, but when you know both of them are looking at each other, both of them know each other's there, you're just like, oh, who's going to flinch first? Um, um, yeah. yeah, and it sort of makes our job easier as well because it's like if, it, if it's a one v one and then and you've got a and yep. you you have access to that, well, you can't you can't exactly miss it, can you? Yeah, that's exactly no. right. So you got to be like three steps ahead of the pros who are like three steps ahead of everyone else. So you must be awesome at Rainbow Six. Um, I do enjoy do enjoy playing Rainbow Six and um. That's one of the fun things about observing, um, or I guess esports in general, is to get to play video games. And he doesn't like playing video games, but yeah, a lot, I think a lot about observing, especially in Rainbow Six, is, is having an understanding of the game and um, keeping up to date with with esports um, in Rainbow and all that sort of thing, and making sure you, that you have an idea of, I guess, the meta. Yeah, definitely. So, like I said, you you've got to basically predict where things are going, like the, the sports producers on all those shows that we the, mm. the movies that we see. It's just yeah. I I'm, I don't even know what's happened before after it's happened, let alone before it's happened. So you're you're a mighty mighty man. Um, so what was it like being at six within Robert 
Labour Arena. It was no, it was Margaret, Margaret Court. Margaret Court. Court. That's right. Robert yeah. Labour was next door in Margaret Court Arena with that uh, Margaret. Yeah, um, with all that happening, uh, the the great crowd that was happening. Matt Andrews, the pressure of him being around. How was all that? Uh, that was incredible. That was by far easily the biggest event I've had the um, opportunity to work on in esports. Um, and yeah, like it's just so crazy to see. And I think you know the ESL and Ubi guys did an awesome job at, at putting it on. And um, obviously, like you said, Matt Andrews was there, so I think that was also really exciting, especially yep. from a viewership standpoint. You know, for a while yeah. it's sort of just been the ANZ guys, but to sort of pull over some international talent maybe sort of bridges us a little bit closer um, to sort of, yeah, I guess matching I, that level. Definitely lifted it up a little bit on the international stage. And, and just having two people like Dev and Matthew, Matthew Andrews in the one camera would have been just, that was just gold. Two very schmick-looking individuals. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so we got you on because obviously we did the call out. We, we went to Ubisoft Experience on the weekend, which is another cool event. That's two events in three weekends. That's craziness. What was it like there? A lot different, obviously, to MEO. You got to be out on the floor running around doing stuff. Um, what did you think of Ubisoft Experience overall? Yeah, I, I had a blast at Ubisoft Experience. And um, I guess I have to thank the, the Ubisoft guys a lot because um, obviously I think I've been observing like two years now so i've been doing it for a while and, and obviously it's great but when you um you do like a lot of anything you know it's cool to have a break and, and try something new um and especially because yeah. i'm in a position where i guess i can try try a few things i'm still in yeah. school so i don't necessarily have to sort of worry about um the financial side of things um yeah. to get an opportunity to to try that try something new um it's it's really exciting and i had a blast again when you're observing um, obviously there's so much so much great stuff about it but one of the things is you sort of have to be constantly sitting down um, in, in the production room and, and focusing um, where you're sort of going to do that you know interact walk around a little bit meet the community um, it was a lot of fun yeah definitely that rainbow yeah. six room especially when that first semi-final kicked off that was packed i went in there i'm gonna sit down here on a saturday morning have some nope. rainbow six nope <laughs> no nope. standing room only uh cthulhu and dev locked in a room so they couldn't even enjoy it did what did you actually do? You didn't do any observing while you're actually, or did you do the observing? Um, I didn't do any observing. That was not the Michael I mentioned before. There's two two Another observer Michael. Michael, so <laughs> the, the other Michael. Um, uh, yeah, he was doing the observing, and I think he did a really good job. Um, so what Definitely. I was doing was yeah. I sort of went on um, behalf of Talking Siege, and yes. I was was going there with a the goal. We sort of myself, Devin Cthulhu before. Um, obviously they, they were busy the entire or for most of the events so we sort of planned it out I saw like, Cthulhu just walking around most of the time really yeah, he, he was, was just, just he was chilling just, <laughs> he was just networking yeah. just, just pressing the flesh don't you yeah, know who I am you know <laughs> so you make, you're making some content for, for Talking Siege sorry to interrupt you oh that's alright um, so yeah I, was, I sort of went on a goal before we sort of planned it up had an idea of what we wanted to do um, and obviously um, Cthulhu and Dev are both casting um, and then Dev not only is casting, but obviously also works for Ubisoft, so that comes with its own mm -hmm. responsibilities. So mm -hmm. we sort of had a very limited amount of time, so I guess I was sort of on my own for a lot of it, trying to tr shoot a lot of content, and then there'd be times where Cthulhu would come out of the cast room, and I'd be like, dude, quick, let's go do this, let's go shoot this quickly, <laughs> and I'd try rushing around the venue, get what we needed, and then he'd rush back upstairs and, and get back on camera. Um, so yeah, my job, I don't know, it was just like go around, I shot a lot of B-roll, 
I yep. interviewed a lot of people who, including you guys, I, yep. I uh, rock spot both of you. Guys. Yeah, thank you. That was a, that was an honour of doing that. Yeah, thank you. Um, that was kind of cool walking in and just next minute, Sky, I can make cow, cow, mate, Sky. Hey, can you go off and do this? I'm like, sure. <laughs> it was just like it was kind of felt, you know, a bit more important than I needed to be that I am. Definitely. So it was. That was you are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <shut up. laughs> yeah. So um, I got to chat to a lot of awesome people. Like I said, interviewed you guys. Got to interview a lot of pros. Got to interview Paladin Amber, Ray J, Kate, um, the trio yep. there, and that was obviously a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I just had a blast, sort of doing, sort of in in a. I think I was very independent in my own way. If that yep. sort of makes sense. Yeah, so, that's good. So we just got to go around again. We had all of this sort of pre-planning done before the event. I sort of, I guess, I went off that, but um, yeah, just a bit more freedom. You know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it definitely was. The event itself was just so laid back. It was amazing. And I, I, I guess mm. I walked into Rain, the Rainbow Six Room not knowing what to expect, but they started off with a knife fight, and I went, this is exactly what I need after MEO, <laughs> uh, after the Masters. This is just... It was obviously charity clash. Down. It was just a bit of a bit of fun. Um, yeah. That went all the way through, especially with... Uh, I think it was Sinister was meleeing Are You Okay into the wall in every prep phase, which was uh, really good to see. So, <laughs> uh, What did you think of the whole Rainbow Six? So you had the, also the Influencers versus Pros tournament, where you, as, as yep. you mentioned the girls before, they end up getting right through. How did that all go? Yeah, so um, day one, there were two semifinals. It was Fury versus... Oddity, wasn't it? Oh, was the, it? Sorry, Fury versus Boys... I, I I don't I don't even remember it was but the teams competing were Fury, Oddity, uh, Mind Freak, and Sinister. So the four teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was really exciting that in, instead of getting Fnatic or August, that those teams were selected. Yeah, um, I think it's a really cool opportunity to sort of pick out that mid sort of mid range. Of, yeah. of our NZ mm. Pro League teams. Gets a lot more exposure, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it, although, I get... although, after last night's match, we might not be looking at the, the Oddity being one of the lower mid-tier teams anymore. That is true. But yeah, it was Oddity versus Sinner and Fury then versus uh, Mind Freak was the yep. first two semis. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, um, like I said, a lot of, look, really cool to see those teams because it like, gives them more exposure. Also, land experience, I think, is really important. Showing these teams sort of what LAN is, um, and although most of them, I think, have experienced LAN before um, this event, it's still cool to sort of keep, give them a taste of what it's like, and maybe they'll, they'll try that a little bit harder in Pro League. Probably That's... not, but you know, you know what I mean. Um, and yeah. I think the spacing is really good, like you said. We had MEO, uh, and then we had this event, which was really laid back and chill, um, and now we're right back into Pro League, the last two two weeks of Pro League, where we, we find out... we talked about last night? <laughs> yeah, could go for it, man. Top four teams fighting it off on, on play day number nine. Devon Cthulhu calling it. And oh my God, what a night. So um, if you're not watching, the, we're up to day nine. or Actually, day 10 is happening right now of a 13-day uh, Pro League series. It's the first one back after the break. Now, how long's the break been, Sky? It's been a month? It's been a while. Yeah, about a month, I think. Yeah, so this is the first one back. And we, and we get Mind Freak versus Fnatic. Uh, so basically about 1v4 on the power rankings, I think. Uh, and then 2v3 in the new, newly formed wildcard, which is the old Orglis, versus Oddity, uh, the almost there bunch that have been going around forever and a day as well, um, as the, the two matches for the night. And Fnatic only just got up over Mind Freak and then sort of walked over him in 
uh, yeah, in the end. Uh, but then wildcard versus oddity was just amazing. And uh, oddity getting up and getting crucial points and a victory over wildcard, which will help him at the end of the end of the league standings to get to that final two spot, hopefully. So they're sitting in the gun position at the moment. Anyway, they've got to rely on other other things to go wrong as long as they beat Fury. So did you sit down on the edge of the seats watching that four hours of casting last night? Yeah, no. Um, it was it was really, really tense matches, like you said. And I think Oddity really came out and showed their potential. And again, it seems, it seems to be a bit of a trend here. Whenever a team gets picked up by an org, we see those, those pre-jitters. It happened with Cloud9 at the APAC finals. I think it happened with yes. Sinister as well when they got picked up. So... Um, these these first sort of matches under under all names uh, don't seem to be an easy feat for these teams. Not at all. Change jerseys and it all falls apart. That's it. So yeah, basically at this stage, if Oddity beats uh, Fury next week, a bar like a, a really random occurrence happening between Oddity and Wildcard when they battle next week, they should get through, um, which is a big turn of the turn of books for for everyone. But they almost won two maps last night. They technically should have won two maps. They let it go in the end, which is what they've done in the past, 6-5 up. But um, even Mind Freak looked like almost another level in that first map against Fnatic. So the ANZ scene, what do you reckon of it at the moment? It's really coming together, isn't it? And um, yeah. it's exciting to see that that, that just that, that there's, a, there's a decent possibility, or at least before last night, there was a decent possibility that Fnatic might not have been making mm. the APAC land. Um, and I think that's really, again, obviously nothing against Fnatic, but it's really cool to see teams that are sort of stepping up to their level um, and, and, and sort of, I guess, coming head-to-head -head with them because when you know you see these teams rise up, I think it helps everyone improve and, and it betters the region overall. Yeah, and how much of a impact do you think this whole last couple of years, I guess, of, of Rainbow Six ANZ really taking the professional level of the series and, and adding all these extra events like the Summer Cup and the Masters and all these other other little events that they put on the side to get other teams up through the action? I think the um, support that Ubisoft Australia puts behind our region really is incredible. Um, and you can really mm. see that they, they want they want the region to grow as much as, as we can. Like you mentioned before, um, Wilco, you've got Shane and, and people like that, uh, Dev as well, um, mm. in, in that team and... You know, those guys really, you know, Dev is literally a pro league caster. Uh, him more yep. than anyone, you can bet that he, he wants uh, <laughs> the Rainbow Six here in ANZ to, to go through the roof and to be as big as it can be. Especially um, after his little taste of the Invitational uh, this year as well, getting to be over there in, in the action as well. So. Milan as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, was that Milan, he, he that? managed to get his way to Milan as well. Yeah. yeah so, no. um... I was a little bit disappointed he wasn't actually at, ra at the Rally Major, but anyway, it's, it's all good. We can't have everything. We can't have yeah, Dev can't everywhere. Yeah, can't have everything, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, good on him. It's, it's awesome to see. 100% Dev, 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's awesome to see Dev getting getting these opportunities, you know. I uh, can assure you, he does. He works pretty hard for them. And um, How many hours of, of matches do you and him sort of watch in, to get as good as you guys are? A day. Um, I can't. I can't speak on behalf of Dev, obviously. But no. for me, I think it's like I think for me, it's it's a lot about actually playing the game as well, and yeah. um, you know, just keep keeping my hands, knowing the controls, sort of keeping up to date with the the new operators, knowing what they do, which is all on face level, pretty basic stuff. And then yeah. sort of where more of the advanced meta stuff comes in is where sort of yeah, you watch 
watch Pro League. And, and admittedly, it's extremely difficult to, especially to keep up with all of the regions, for mm-hmm. me at least. Uh, there, there are a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of matches. So I really just focus on, on trying to keep and understand because obviously the majority of the games that I observe, or all of the games that I observe, um, are based here in the ANZ region. So yeah. just ensuring that I, I have an understanding of our meta is really crucial, I think. Because our meta is very different to a few, uh, like, around the world. Like, we sort of are behind and then we're in front and it's weird, a weird meta. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd look at it like that. I think we certainly have a different different style of play in some aspects. But, I mean, yep. I, I think both both have their benefits. Um, yeah, and definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really exciting, especially to see we've seen Fnatic obviously make their way overseas numerous times and... You know that generally speaking, before they sort of hit that event, they'll they'll go over to London and boot camp against these European yep. teams. So they sort of have that you know three to four week period where they're just scrimming hard, and then to sort of see them go off that into these events, uh, we've seen it work out for them a few times. Others we haven't, but um, <laughs> you know it's exciting when it does work out, and you can sort of see how much how that preparation sort of comes into into practice, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, Fnatic's never a team I would ever lay money on because you never know what Fnatic we're going to get most of the time. Yeah, that's it. We've seen some really good Fnatic. What's the odds of us getting two um, two ANZ teams to Tokyo this season? Season ten finals, you reckon? It's hard to say. I mean, as as much as um, you know, ANZ is uh, is sort of competition is, is coming up. You know, you've got other regions farther back, especially those guys have been going to like the last, let's say, two or three. Um, dream hacks in in a row. So and yep. you can see just last night, I think it was actually drew a map against Norengo, and they, they, this these this this point that they got from drawing was the first point they've got this entire season. So to get that against wow. Norengo is, is pretty impressive. Um, so you can see that you know other regions are starting to, to yep. sort of come to their own as well. Definitely, no, it's really good. So. Obviously, tell us a bit more about Talking Siege, because I know it's been going technically for a fair while. You had a bit of a hiatus there for a while, but give us a bit more of a rundown of that one before we have to talk about some Rainbow Six and let you go. Um, Talking Siege started, in fact, it's actually our um, two-year anniversary in seven days on the 28th. So um, we've been going, yeah, for two years in in seven days. Um, And it sort of started, actually, I had this idea and... I still actually have the notepad that I sort of wrote down and I think it's labelled um, ANZ Podcast Siege Idea or something. And it was just, yeah. originally it was just going to be a news show. Um, and what we did was at the time, um, me and Dev actually started, I started out casting um, and we started out casting pretty pretty close to each other. So I guess we sort of formed um, a friendship through that in a way because, you know, we're sort of both making our way through the ranks into, into CG Sports. Like, hey, you want to do this? Um, and yeah, he, he was keen and, and it's our first guest on, um, at the time Cthulhu was doing, um, the SEA region. So we got him, Cthulhu on, um, to talk about SEA and then after the second episode, like, oh cool, do you want to be a host? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be a host for nice. sure. So, um, we, we got him on and then from there, yeah, it's sort of been on, we, we started off with a, with a certain format, as you know, we had a hiatus where we were sort of, I guess, working through some issues because obviously, um, we don't want to do the po- I feel like this said for anything. You don't want to do something if, if you're not having fun doing it, right? Yep. Um, yep. And I think that that was an issue we had. Yeah, I wonder that every week. <laughs> <laughs> so that was something we were working through then and we sort of worked through sort of our, our style and um, our sort of format, if you will, and we worked out, I guess, the way that um, 
that we, you know, have fun doing it. And um, I don't know, I obviously can't speak for them. I hope they're having fun, but I'm certainly having a lot of fun um, in the current day and um, especially to get to collaborate really closely um, with Ubisoft ANZ is, is obviously a pleasure. Uh, it is massive, Absolutely. massive pleasure for you, I bet, because um, your production value has gone from this to through the roof lately. Like you've got everything going smick over, over there. Obviously, you're on the, the main channel as well, which helps out a little bit as well, but... Mm-hmm. I, I, I do remember the days, it was only probably about 12 months ago when you sort of came back a bit after PAX or was it before PAX last year? I honestly PAX, don't like... remember, which is probably bad, but... um. That's okay. But yeah, the, the production value between in, in over 12 months, like it is very, very well done. So um, congratulations on, on that change, which is really good. So um, obviously smashing out the numbers over there, uh, if you want to, you know host us afterwards just let us know I know I, we, in <laughs> fact if, if you were live I'll met, I'll met Mark Mulwood if you were live when we stop we will, I'll, I will for sure try I know and get you guys I've talked to Dev about it too and he's like you doing R6 just make sure you, I'm like it used to be Tuesday night didn't you I think we've, I'm pretty sure we've been about yeah. every, every single day of the week so far we keep changing because <laughs> I'm like to Butters do a Tuesday night oh hold on no it's a Monday night there on oh no that's okay <laughs> we'll sort it out one day um, so let's talk about I guess the big news in Rainbow Six and then we'll actually do the news after you go but uh, the big news I guess is this DDoS attack that's been going on or increased attack that, that have been going on last sort of week um, Rainbow Six finally came out and and told people what's going on like uh, yesterday or this morning or overnight um and basically there's a big band wave coming for all those people who they've identified have you got anything more to share about that or i mean because I've, I've literally read a bit and that's all i've had a chance to prep on it so um yeah i mean i, I read the article and i think it's really awesome to see that um that ubisoft are taking action as for my experience i can't say Especially over the last little bit, I haven't I've been playing a heap of ranked, um, as being yep. pretty busy with like you mentioned MEO and uh, UB, UBXP and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll keep it short and simple. It's awesome to see that that Ubisoft um are making change. Yeah. So I from obviously besides the permabans, they're they're going from they host three matches on one server. So if one server got taken out, all three matches got taken out. They're making a change by the end of the week where you're going to go to one match per server, which will help out with people being affected with that as well. Wow. But yeah, permabans coming, permabans incoming if you're one of the people notified, uh, sorry, identified as one of these people. But what, what do you think of the newest, because uh, we haven't had a chat about the latest operation. What do you think of the latest operation that dropped last week? Um... Emberize, yeah. Um, Emberize. I think the new yep. operators are for sure cool. I, I think something that yep. I personally am really excited for is the vector on on um, <laughs> on. Everyone loves Amaru vector. and what's it. what's the defender's name? I've have it's Amaru's the attacker or Yeet Girl. Goyo. Goyo. I was about to say Goyo. Goyo. It's Goyo. Um, so yeah, I oh. um I think having the vector on him is really exciting because uh, he's not. A one speed, and uh, I can just yep. run around the map and try and kill everyone. <laughs> That's always a very big positive. Um, so, l- give us a crystal ball before we go. Crystal ball, who's going to the LAN finals for APAC for Australia? Um... Oh, he's going to call it. It's Let me just. Call. So, let's just see. Oh, he's going by the stats. Alright, yeah. so Oddity stats? will be going to 
um, Delan as well as yes. Wildcard or Fnatic. Hey, I'm not roll. sure. In yeah, one or, one so or the other, it's hard to call. I can say for sure. I'm pretty sure Oddity have, have yeah. secured their spot. I, but so second, I think I'm not sure. Technically, if the only way that it can happen is if Wildcard beats Fnatic in one map and then draws with Fnatic on the second map, because that then puts Fnatic equal with Oddity, but they win on countback and and Wildcard go through. That's the only way that it can possibly be not be Oddity going through. But Fnatic can still not make it. That is so exciting this late in the season. That's not... Yeah, um, unf- I love that. Unfortunately, uh, Mind Freak's probably a bridge too far. Um, but the big one is the match that's going on at the moment. Have you got live feed of uh, the Sinister versus Cryptic? Yeah, I do. So it's second map last now, right now. The first map was 7-1 to Sinister. Um, and now it's it's 6-4. So one round off winning for Cryptic. So we could be seeing a 1-1 scoreline. Wow, because that'll that basically puts Fury in the hot seat then um, as well. So for for the one team that's going to drop back to Challenger League, so very exciting times. But I've pushed my luck holding you as long as I can, Sky. Thank you so much for hanging around for as long as you did. Um, that, that was another episode of ESL Rap, and uh, I'd like to thank. You. <laughs> we, we I have Sorry. news on that soon. I'm in in negotiations. We could be bringing that back. That little spin-off show, that, which, like you said, when you're not having fun, because I was watching 45 hours of of video to try and keep up with everything, because. Ubisoft Australia decided to put on 30 tournaments a weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was why that fell away. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we might be talking about that fairly soon. Uh, changing yeah. it a little bit, bring it back. I just got to get some final words on that. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much, Sky. You go. Do what you've Thanks, got to Mike. do. Um, we will go on with the rest of the show without you. So thank you for filling in at the last minute. And once again, just quickly, where can people find the podcast? Where can people find yourself? Um, so if you want to find Talking Siege, you can find that at, at Talking Siege on Twitter, um, and we're also on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, pretty much any audio platform. If you want to find me, I'm uh, not sure you do, but um, you can find me on Twitter at, um, at Skycast, oh. even though I'm not a caster, I just haven't been bothered changing my username just yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, keep it. Yeah, may as, may as well, can't be bothered. Um, and I, yeah, I, I just good. want to say yeah. thanks to you guys, it's, it's been a pleasure, thanks for having me on. No um, and, um, hopefully well, we'll come pass again soon. We definitely will. I've got to say, just before you go, the best reaction I've ever had, do you want to be on the podcast, is really, you want me? Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Because everyone would be like, why would I want to go on your podcast? Seriously. Um, no, thank you very much. Uh, we will catch you again soon, Sky. Have a good one. You guys too. Have Thanks, a nice And it's time for the news. Stay so we've just talked about the news with uh, Skycast himself. Yep. Go follow him at, uh, at Skycast on Twitter, please. Um, we've just talked about the Rainbow Six stuff. Uh, so we're going to move straight into Ghost Recon. You didn't know where yes. I was going there, did you, Cal? Um, I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know what We've got either. no run sheets. So I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, there's a cool yep. trailer, Little Wayne. Uh, is oh, helping so Ubisoft cool. promote Ghost Recon Breakpoint Open Beta. Uh, so go check that out, uh, getting his squad mates together. And I think they've seen my gameplay, to be honest. I reckon they've seen us play. I reckon that's literally <laughs> been inspired by a night of us playing. 
Uh, are we going in stealthy or are we, are we going all guns blazing? Stealthy. <laughs> Bang. Bang. All guns blazing, Meanwhile, man. we'll go. <laughs> and then there's actually uh, the big explosion because there's just something that's exploded. That's so good. Uh, but yeah, the, the mm. big thing was this. Is there announced the open beta for like three days before the game launches if you've got Ubisoft Uplay Plus or the know, Ultimate right? Edition? Like, What was interesting about that though was that yeah. when we were playing at UB Experience, they're like, Oh, we're hoping there'll be an open beta soon. We're like, there was always an open beta. <laughs> I know, but like, we were just thinking, how's this going to work? Like, it's so close to yeah, no so time. close to game like, release. There's no I'm time. Like, they they always do an open beta for these. Always, it's mm. just part of the publicity. Publicity, um, and then I'm like, hold on, there's only like three weekends to go. Not even that really, when you take into account the the ultimate edition. But mm. obviously, we are going to do it anyway. Uh, so if you are interested in that, um, I th- was it the 26th or 29th is the sure date? Is. Yes, it is 26th or 29th of September with the release being the 1st of October. So literally two days before the game, which is sort of makes me go, do I go hard at the beta or do I just wait till launch because I don't want to burn out? But what am, who am I kidding? We're going hard. Um, we, the whole thing was about getting your mates together to play a bit of co-op, and we're going no hard mode. Yep. Um, I've been talking to Fox Zero, who has confirmed mm-hmm. he does want to join the podcasters at some stage. So Nice. On or around launch, I will confirm that with him fairly soon. So, uh, But no hard life. He's given me the details on what to do to sort of set that up, so we're going extreme mode in that. So Dead can on that. Yeah. I reckon even in beta, we don't worry about no hard life. We just worry about just, just go full balls to the wall just shenanigans because mm. and just go oh main story bugger that I'm yeah, going to no, fly I'm, a helicopter I don't want to even touch it I, I basically want to get to that base and then just explore the world and see what we can find what yep. kind of chaos we Agreed. can find yep. um, cause ruckus yeah but I want to have the, the process of getting no hard mode sorted out pretty pretty Agreed. down pat and, yep. and just Straight test in. to see what, what works and what doesn't but yeah, it's, that's yeah. the big news with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Besides the fact that we actually got to play it again on the weekend as a team yep. live. Um, I just want to say too, and this is after, yeah, but this is when he left, actually. This is a massive shout out to Pierre, um, who was the mm-hmm. dev that, or the, yes. no, he's not a dev, what does he call himself, a tester or a beta guy? I can't remember the exact name, um, but he called himself because he couldn't call himself a dev because he hadn't been there long enough or something like that. Anyway, okay. he yeah. got us in He got us in right near the end on Sunday and said, hey guys, do you want to play a couple of missions that we don't normally show? I'm like, yeah, yeah you missed out. <laughs> so we got to do, um, it was myself, um, they ran two, group, two groups through, but it was myself, DB, um, Eric, and I can't remember who else. It wasn't Cat. Somebody else. Anyway, we all dived Not in Cappy. and we played. Cappy was there. Might have been Cappy. Might have been Cappy. And um, we ended up diving in and um, doing another far more complex mission takedown. Yeah. And uh, actually, no, Pierre played with us. Pierre played with us. Okay. He kept revving me. Dude's a legend. <laughs> um, but it was just next level. It was next level um, complex. Yep. So that no, was really, really good. So um, what are we talking ran... mechanics? Are we talking just enemies or AIs? enemies? It was just a it was just far more hectic, far okay. more hectic than what we've played. Yep. Um, probably the AI was probably about the same. But now, did you sign but... an NDA before you did this? No. Okay. Good. No, I did give a pint of blood for some reason. I'm not sure uh, why. Um, but <laughs> but no, it was it was epic. Um, 
really cool and it's um i'm really like if that's what we're moving towards in game i'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to it so mind you what... it was still a pre-alpha build so yeah it was still a bit glitchy but so from my good. understanding it's about an hour or two that that mission that they show which is the e3 mission that they show there mm-hmm. is, is where that is so we're talking now a couple more hours down the track that you've you probably mm-hmm. played that um shipping shout out to laura cordry and pierre they did oh, a yeah. brilliant job demoing that on stage in front of us um i was hyped already and somehow laura made me even more hyped and somehow pierre did that as well like he oh yeah he's a gun (laughs) what about the takedowns oh my god (laughs) and he like that was so cool so i've i've played that first section up to the three helicopters up yeah three helicopters so then they were heading towards waterfalls where they cut it Mm. off um, I've played that probably three times now. Pierre played it completely different to the way I played it, and I played and it as, a few as different as I, ways yeah. as well. So, um, it just shows the varying just in that first bit of the mission, um, how much variance there is in the game. So, but yeah, he was yeah just phenomenal. And Laura had we actually had that bit a little bit. I perhaps stole three or four minutes of her time on the Saturday. Um, so thank you very much for putting up with us, uh, pestering her. Um, <laughs> yeah, poor poor girl just kept getting stalked by us. I'm like, hey, guy, yeah. hi. And she's like, yeah, hi, hi. She, she seemed to have a fair bit of fun. Uh, someone else had a fair bit of fun was the Delta Company people. So we got yep. to spend a bit of time with, obviously, Catinator. We mentioned her a fair bit. Um, Delta Company was also Phantom as well. Shrapnel. Shrapnel. Yeah, so yeah. NGN was is also Delta. Yeah, I think he used to. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so we got to spend a fair bit of time with those guys as well. Uh, so shout out to those guys. You beautiful, beautiful people. That's the big thing mm. about UB Experience. We'll talk about that a little. We've got a bit we'll add on as an extra episode, which is us talking about yep. it, but we'll talk about it at the end just me and Cal as well. Um, mm. That's the main bit of Ghost Recon Breakpoint stuff we've got to talk about. The big stuff yep. is... The Division 2 state of the game. Mm. Now, I'm not prepared because I don't have the show notes because I don't have stuff to do with... No, look, I've got some notes floating around, but again, I don't have it in front of me. I just don't want to miss stuff. Yeah, so did I. Honestly, so this... Okay, so the game happened. Uh, Hamish was out getting some scans done, so we had Chris. Chris then Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about the priority stuff, which, yeah, cool, go to the forums, check that stuff out. Uh, no yep. maintenance tonight, um, so that's already happened, so you don't need to worry about that. But then he brought in Red Storm, which was Terry Spear and uh, Kevin Keith. Sounds all right. Sounds all right. Yeah. Um, Kevin, I think it was. But anyway, those guys are talking about PvP uh, and what they had to change. And I think Sitrep, Luke, or Sit, one of the Sitrep boys said mm-hmm. it best on Twitter today, is they've been promising something for the last two to three months that we're going to talk to you about PvP soon. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Hmm. And what they delivered was not two to three months worth of build-up. I think it's honestly the the best way to describe it. Uh, I woke up and read it and went... Um, is there have I have I missed something? Is there stuff in this thing? I I I think they've taken a massive misstep. Um, I think they've gone completely like. They they folk they talked about this the episode gonna be PvP, yeah. and it was just oh no we're just doing stuff the dark zone and we're just doing stuff too. Yeah. There was no there was no fundamental overhaul that that everyone was hoping no. for. So and I'm I'm a this is I'm gonna put my critical hat on at the moment. 
after what the after what Red Storm did with the incursions in TD one, what they've done to PvP and to an argument the raid in TD two, they've got to find someone else. Because Massive are really, really good at doing all the PVE stuff and all the world building, but they just don't have the after. They just, you know, they anything that Redstorm seems to do just seems to fall flat. Yeah, and that's my take on it. I'm happy to be contradicted. I'm happy to be proven otherwise, but it just seems to be this ongoing. Yeah, it was just a weird... hey guys, we're going to do this and and then that, and they were talking about oh we think the whole sorry I don't know if you watched the say the whiskey analogy yeah. Like, all I do want to do is get drunk after that. Like, I'm just... Well, I just wanted to get drunk anyway. Um, <laughs> so that was a bit unfair going into it. Um, but, okay, so what we've got changing is when you go into a dark zone, instead of it being populated with 12 people in the area of the dark zone, you're now going to get populated with 12 people in the dark zone. Mm. Uh, so servers will always be full. And now I would have thought that was... Should have been the case from the start. Mm. Like, because basically you can be in there you can have 11 people running up and down the PVE area on the area outside mm. and you're the only person in the dark zone they're never going to give you anyone else in the dark zone because there's people populating the the area yeah, around I, the dark that, zone that, that server balancing should have been done a long time ago but also how does that work with a group of four and what does that mean with lag time because remember what we had with survival where I think they tried to do the same thing and we ended up with situations where We'd have a group of four and go, yep, time to go. And then you'd be there for minutes just waiting yep. for... Because no, I was trying to find it's a... pretty instantaneous because the, the analogy, as you rightly talk about with the whiskey analogy, was they've got a lot of people playing the Dark Zone apparently, but mm. a lot of people in a lot of servers, this method that they've changed will put those lot of people in a smaller amount of servers. So there should technically be no wait times they said it's it's yeah sometimes it doesn't break sometimes it doesn't break queues that's all i'm saying or break yeah. groups yeah no they don't want to break the immersion of you walking into the dark zone and just feeling like you've just walked in and nothing's changed but there will mm. be something that's now changed uh they did talk about normalization is getting a massive change basically it feels like they're getting rid of it um mm-hmm. well, they but, basically said that yeah so you will still get normalized up to 500, but after 500, there are some things that, that will take out a few peaks and troughs, but you'll be able to see exactly where that is in your builds. And yeah, what, it, what it sounds to me like is what they tried to attempt with the normalization on the pre-level 30 game, where you had someone who was higher ranked than you, and you joined their group, it brought you up. But remember, yeah. there was all those issues with armor and... Like yeah. the stats didn't properly translate, yeah. so they need to they need to really look at that and be very p- careful about how they do it because you can just imagine you're going into a going up against a bunch of people who have min maxed their builds and you're still not being able to actually have a fair fight with them. Yeah, it's I, I don't know, like I, I just don't know what the normalization is like in the PvP as, as a, a person who hasn't unlocked more than one dark zone. Um, so it's going to be hard for me to be able to test how this is going to be, but it's not making me want to jump into the dark zone. I guess it mm. maybe makes the people that are already in there a bit more excited about it, or, or the people that might have walked away maybe a bit more excited about it, but at no stage is it, is it saying to the PvE community, hey, jump on in, because now you're 
instead of being normalized with those people who've got the massive PvP builds, you're now not normalized with those people who've got the epical, epical PvP builds. So. Hmm. Well, I mean, what's the benefit for the guys that are actually already being maxed in PvP either, right? Because they basically just got an overpowered build anyway. They're going in to have a fair, or I would hope, unless you're a troll, going in for a fair fight. You will go, you're going in to compete against other people that are literally going to have different tactics or similar tactics to you. You want to fight someone. What's mm. like Again, I don't see anything in what they presented today that actually goes yeah. either as a newbie wanting to come in and go, yep, want to give myself a challenge or who's someone who's returning actually want to come in and actually like yeah. go back. So the other things that are happening are the Occupied Dark Zone is going to have a... Um, basically a supply drop now uh there's also mm-hmm. ambush mechanic coming in which has a very yep. very very small chance of you getting uh, ambushed instead of picked up by the helicopter it'll be an actual black tusk helicopter coming in to ambush you and you can either flight or f- run oh sorry fight, fight or, or flight. flight is what i'm trying to say um yeah so it's it's a different interesting mechanic yet again not something that's going to get new people in there but maybe make the people who are currently playing it or the people who have left maybe want to play it a bit more um mm-hmm. other than that supply drops have changed a little bit in the normal dark zones where they're shaking that up a little bit and we'll drop it um locations that are are not are untaken so um yeah so it's it, it, trying to put a mix of different uh, enemies at those locations or maybe just one big lot of bosses see i i think the dark zones lost its identity a bit like where the, where at the start it was hey cool this is this zone where you're not going to know who's going to be good or who's going to be bad when you walk in there you know if you see someone it's pvp on um it's never going to be oh, okay look i'm not going to say never most of the time it's you're not going to walk in and go oh cool do you want to join me and let's go kill some stuff together um it just doesn't it's lost the tension um yeah so whether they turn around i don't know what they're going to do i don't think the dz is working anymore as, as a thing anyway but um i would like it to be the place where world bosses would spawn so instead of being four of you you go in as four but there's other four people in there you can work together to take down big enemies like really really powerful enemies um, and you've mm. got to work together as a 12-man to take them down. That would get people in there. That would get that area used, and it would be well, just another and, place and for high not only that, but Not only that, but if you then decide to then take down... If you say two teams of four, right, go and take down this world boss, you kind of ally with people that you don't necessarily trust, then you got that, mm-hmm. you'll have that tension at the end where yep. they're going to just happily trundle off and loot, or are they going to take us out to try and get more stuff? That's it. So, and I reckon that's a really—I mean, I dead on. I reckon that's a that's a great great idea. Yeah. So there's got there's got to be something that draws you in. So draws me in. Mm. That's where they're going to get. That's where they're going to make the DZ good again and the PVP good again. If they can get me in there, mm. the person who hasn't unlocked after hundred or two hundred oh. hours of gameplay hasn't unlocked the DCs. Neither have I. Then, oh, I've played. I've oh sorry, I've unlocked them, but that's it. Yeah, that's where it's going to start succeeding and. The other thing I guess they mentioned was, or the other thing they announced was um, elimination mode. So now we've got three modes, which means the player base is now split over three matchmaking pools. That's in um, conflict, yeah. In conflict, yeah. So you've got the three different modes. And look, elimination probably should have been there from the start, being a 
standard mode that's in most games and and i i agree that the way the game probably should have been built like that that's the way i would want to play the division not hmm. not the um not the uh die respawn die respawn die respawn I, i'd prefer to walk in there as a team it's going to in, in, uh, work on tactics a lot more yeah um, a lot more, more, more because your, de- your death matters element. it's like we've just been talking about rainbow six it's basically rainbow six um your death hmm. matters massively so you're going to uh, value your life a lot more. So it would be the mode I would want to play, but I'm going to get owned going in there, to be honest. So oh, I, don't, I have no motivation to go in it, really. Um, so, I yeah, haven't look, had any motivation I, to play Conflict. We honestly wanted to have McDad on tonight to talk a bit about, about um, this because he's a little bit more the Dark Zone person, but I guess that's hmm. our thoughts. We'll get some more thoughts from him next week. But, um, yeah, look, I've seen the reaction from the community and it. It's along our lines, I think, of people aren't happy with what happened. Um, and I don't know where they're going to go because this is what they've been working on for so long. The only thing I can mm-hmm. think of is ETF has just finished so that the changes suggested from the ETF, we won't see for another three or four months. So that is where we're at with PvP. Yeah. It's, it's not going to bring anyone back. Um, I did a tweet today, which that lovely Julian Garrity liked. Thank you very much, Julian Garrity. You were a legend um basically just suggesting um why don't we have limited time events and then i actually tagged it to the rainbow six people saying can we please have this as well so limited time events basically let's go to destiny because that's what we do um iron banner trials of cyrus when it used to be around that kind of stuff for it's i'm not talking about uh, like rainbow six style where you get an event and it's limited time and then you never see it again because that is possible stupid um we're talking about this weekend is elimination for four days. We're playing in elimination. And then next weekend is it's, we're doing four days of whatever. And this is the special event. You're going to get special prizes or special emotes. You're going to get special loot containers, basically global event, but for conflict. Yep. So not, not just modifiers, but I'm talking, okay, this is elimination. This is your only chance to play elimination. Is these four days? It'll be back in a month's time. But this is a, this is it's use it in law. We're preparing for the next title update, people. We're going to get in there and practice. Hmm. Whatever, just give us a reason to all commun get the community to come together around one event. Fills up the servers for that game mode. Everyone's playing that game mode, and people put some cool loot behind it. And like people are gonna don't make it only the best get the loot. Make it grindable, okay? Hmm. So we you at least a, get something for playing twenty games or ten games yeah, or something. We got a project just complete twenty elimination matches for this special thing. I just it's it's so easy to do. All they had to do was announce that they could have just said eliminations coming. We're going to hmm. do it in a different way to what we do conflict at the moment. Keep an eye out. It's something that you'll be excited about. Rather yep. than just elimination, we're doing it. I'm like okay. Um, yay whoa (laughs) that's two or three months of waiting for this Um, cool so look I love Terry Spear he's a great guy but there's there's been a miscommunication about this whether they like it did get built up I don't think they tried to build it up or they 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 did inadvertently I guess they said look we know what you're saying PvP we're gonna come to you we're gonna have the answers soon and the soon arrived. 
Okay. Yeah, and the soon wasn't enough. Like that's the problem, yeah. right? Well, the soon was yeah. Anyway, so anyway. look, that's the division two. There is also yep. PTS at the moment. That was the other bit they were talking about. Is wave two will be coming next week, uh, which will have a lot. Uh, have elimination from what I understand, but it'll also have a few of the other actual changes. Uh, the eagle bearer is OP. They said um, mm-hmm. they, but the version that's in the t- the PTS at the moment, which people are complaining about, is a test version. Yep. So bear with it. As they do, they'll go low, Guys, they'll go high, they'll go in the middle. Yeah. Like we said um, before, it's a PTS. It's not set in stone. They do this to try it. and test it to see if it's going to work. Exactly. I have been hearing some pretty positive stuff come out of the PTS in general, though, as opposed to yeah. ignoring the parking the Eagle Bearer to one side. Yeah. So I put it to our Discord today um, for some feedback because I haven't actually played the PTS at all at the moment, unfortunately, because I've been too busy. Um, but so uh, we had Doc, the locked on, let himself reply about it. Um, basically, only comments are I love the UI changes, which is the same thing we, we're hearing a lot. It makes uh, the UI sort of making it easier to see stuff, especially he says with the recal station and other stuff like donating to control point operators, CPOs. Um, not heaps to do on the PTS for what there is. I love it. So thank you, Doc, for your feedback on that. Um, uh, yeah, basically, McDad said the UI looks better. That's about all I looked at. <laughs> did I sound like McDad when I said that? You did. <laughs> you summoned your inner McDad. You even sounded disappointed. Uh, I did. No, that was good. So thank you so much for that. Um, but yes, we'll have more to talk about next week when we get yep. the the man himself back. Uh, spending the weekend, uh, Saturday with him, so... Uh, we'll get some more content, uh, some more time to chat about that then. Um, other than that, there hasn't really been much other news in the world of Tom Clancy. Um, we Not talked really. about Rainbow Six stuff before. But I did go to Twitter um, and ask for people's thoughts. Um, and I got one response that I've found so far. Apologies if I don't get it. Uh, but the beautiful Energizer, who was there on the hey, Everyone's favourite husky. Thank How you cool so was that much. to see her? Yes, thank you so much for spending time with us and getting tattoos with us and being a rad individual. Uh, we will yep. discuss at the end of this to the rope climb, Cal, and what happened there. Uh, we'll get to That's that. not well, unless we talk about Just Dance. Then we can talk. Then we can talk about the rope climb. I don't remember Just Dance. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I had a broken controller in Just Dance, people. So, <laughs> so anyway. I had a broken rope. There we go. <laughs> Energizers come back with the. Uh, she's got a three-part question. So first of all, what's a pod? Asked, because apparently I can't spell. Oh, um, God. Most of our memes come from you not spelling. That's it. We're, well, this revolves into the second one. Second, when does Lockdoon show go live? So I reckon when we have Ubi Allen on. I reckon well, we have next, next Ubi <laughs> Allen episode is the Lockdoon podcast. That's it. That'd probably work. But uh, if you haven't been following Twitter, uh, Energizer's basically volunteered with Bori and me to do the Lockdoon podcast. Oh, uh, it's nice. going to be basically running over all the spelling mistakes and errors that I've made in my life. Uh, so this is going to be a daily show for the next four years. We have content ready to go. Um, I'm just still negotiating terms on the fee. Uh, Bori's pretty much sorted out, but uh, with a cart of beer. Yeah. Um, uh, but Energizers went from sausages and a barbecue to honey sausages and some bacon and some ham steaks and it just keeps on going so i don't know whether we're going to get off the ground or not yet but thank you energize for volunteering for that podcast 
18 podcasts to the stable soon, coming soon. Um, and the third is when and where is locked con is the term we're getting for it now as the, as the momentum gets going for our convention around locked on. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I got no idea. You tell well, me been, we'll make a, it happen. That's about, that's about name 25, isn't it? We had Ladcon running around. We had, yeah. I don't know. Ladcon, locked con. on con, locked con, locked on con. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I'll give you my thoughts. I haven't passed this past anyone yet. Um, but basically, I want to do lots of meetups next year uh, between mm. all of us. So not all of us in the one location, but obviously PAX will be the aim, I guess, next yep. year. Um, PAX 2020. there'll be Ubisoft experience where hopefully most of us will turn up. And that's probably the one where most of us, if they do, if Ubisoft does Ubisoft experience, I would like us all to be there. And that would be probably, we would do a Friday night drinks and that would be a locked on con if you wanted to go to that in Sydney next year. Um, but it would be like, okay, Twitch Brisbane, you'll have three of us there. Mm-hmm. Maybe these boys make the trip up for Twitch Sydney. There's yep. two, of, two of them there. Um, little things like that, that's where I want to do stuff. Um, so even if it's just the Sunny Coast, me, McDad and Remus, Remus and... Um, Stevie Jar or something, just go golfing at uh, what's the thing down the Gold Coast? Um, Top Golf. Um, yep. That can be one as well. So I want to do more of that kind of stuff rather than just yeah. one thing where everyone tries to get to because I know it's just expensive to travel. It is. And yeah. It's expensive for us. We, to we understand that. And then, look, Butters and I can always head up to Sydney. Or we've now got another another buddy from Canberra, Jamister, who we met yep. at uh, Movie Experience, which was great. Big shout out to him. It was a pleasure to meet him. Yep, um, so we, we we did have a couple of chats about trying to re- reinvigorate the, a bit of the, the Twitter, sorry, the Twitter, the Twitch scene in Canberra. Yep. So who knows what happens out of that? Twitch you know? Canberra. Here we come. Mm, um, so the see. other thing too is you've also got the Six Masters, which will be next year. There's all these kind of massive events. Hopefully, look, I don't know anything. Honestly, don't. But... We are due for a fairly large Rainbow Six APAC finals at some stage yep. in Australia. Um, there's all this kind of stuff which potentially could get us a few of us in the one location at once. But yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll yeah. go with that. We'll figure um, something out. Yeah. That's all the questions I've got. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to give us questions, lockedonlads.com slash questions. We'll get you there. Submit them on the form. Um, I'd like to... I've got some stuff. I, I've I've got the final stages, like I said, of ESL wrap. We're bringing maybe bringing oh. that back in November. So keep an eye out for that. Nice uh, with a, another host you've never seen before. So joining joining the lads. So that'll be cool. Uh, but we we will be expanding that to do more things than just Rainbow Six. So that should be interesting. Um, I've got fifty million people lined up for interviews. Uh, or, or sorry. Well, yes, interviews for my interview podcast, plus also uh, hosts, guest hosts for this podcast over the coming yep. months uh, as well. So keep an eye for that. I guess we better actually touch on UB experience just quickly. What was your highlight of, or, or give me three highlights because there was a fair bit. Three highlights. Look, I think the first one's a community. Like that whole thing was just about the Ubisoft community. I mean, that, the it fact was like that basically you... Ubisoft put their hands up and said, we're having family fun day. Anyone who wants to be any part of our family can come. <laughs> That's it. And just walking in those front doors. You bring the games, you bring the, the fun. It. You bring the, bring the shots. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, just walking through those front door and seeing like you and Butters and Nitro and all the crew that we all hang out and chat and, you know, play yeah. games with, you know, we don't get to see every day. 
and just then on top of that, the Ubi, the actual U, people from Ubisoft, the people that you know, we all get excited about liking our our tweets and stuff like that. <gasps> Ubisoft Australia like that tweet. Oh my god! <laughs> exactly. How cool is this? They, 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 they like me, but <laughs> they know who got I am. <laughs> exactly, but they actually hung out with us and like. Out, you know, at, we got to actually have a conversation with them, and it was such a more relaxed pace than back. I heard where... you hung out with the Brisbane Broncos on Saturday night too. <laughs> so did you? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. they like the pokies. Anyway, we just ran with the, the pub we were in on on Saturday night for dinner and drinks was the same one the Broncos were on the night before the semi final, the quarter final. Yeah. yeah, I reckon they were that group that was sitting up there mm. watching. Remember they were watching the game? Very they were loud. A lot of pork chops. Yeah. Yes. I reckon it was them. Anyway. Yeah. That was Go hilarious. Back to your, your three things. <laughs> um, look, the other highlights were obviously Just Dance because, you know. I don't remember it. You, you play, your strength, play to your strengths. Um, but just the early outside, it was just the the whole venue and the venue as well. I think the venue was the right venue for it. It was so weird. Walking to that venue, we're like, is that it? Oh, I my know. God, what have we done? <laughs> and we walk inside and it's like. 30,000 times bigger than what you think it is. Oh, it's like, such a TARDIS. It was so yeah. good. Um, but that'd have to be my three. It just, it just, I think the number one is the community and the people that were there and the whole, the, the vibe. They just did such a good job of yeah. highlighting what Ubisoft is about across all of their game op- offerings and not well, it's being... Like, Ubisoft yeah. that they've built since Vivendi tried to take them over. It's like, hold on, we're going to fight this by saying we are here for the community. We're a family. And mm. that's what came out in this event. And I'm worried they're oh, not going to be one next year because um, of, of what we heard from the uh, Birmingham one is wasn't as big as what they... or didn't go as well as they thought. Well, I hope they do one because... But apparently Australia talking to... Um, talking to a couple of them at the end of the end of Sunday was that it exceeded expectations. Oh, it massively exceeded. Like they were, which and the Saturday they were like, we don't care what happens tomorrow. No one could turn up, but we're, we're happy. <laughs> That's it. Exactly right. So I'm hoping that, um, they go, okay, Birmingham didn't work. We'll just integrate it back into a games conference. Yeah. Whether or not Paris Games Week works, who knows? I mean, they do UB Day over in Japan, and I guess that's what they've sort of looked at UB yeah. Day and gone, maybe can we make this work either somewhere else? Yeah. It worked in Australia. I'd be like, happy if it was just UB Australia Day and just yep. that's it. <laughs> UB Australia Day. There we go. We've got the name for next year. That's it. Will they announce yeah. the Cell next year? That'd be great. That's um, it. Yeah. <laughs> and Hawks 3. And Hawks 3. Uh, what, a, so, what a time to be alive. Uh, I will. <laughs> Talk about community, obviously, is number one. That was so. This is an example of what happened. We walked into the show. So I walked in with, I was with Catinator. I had Nikki's board from Twitter and James, as we we're talking about before. We had lunch, uh, sorry, we had breakfast at the cafe before we walked in. Mm-hmm. Um, we walked in for the sole impression of going to see as much as we can straight up. I got in the first door. I saw people I started talking. I went to the second part of the entrance. I started talking. Two hours later, I'd made it to the center of the room. I hadn't seen anything, hadn't done anything except for talk to people because I'm like, hey, I know you. Hey, I know you. There's Mick Pune. There's, mm. you know, everyone. Um, Sticks was there. It's just... Timmy, um, yeah, Shrapnel, um, DB, Eric. Uh, that was it. We, we just named half the, to- we said half the time with cosplayers everywhere. So. That was it. It was great. Uh, so yeah, much fun. I honestly, I didn't need to actually like play any games. I, I was happy just to sit in that room because the difference between that and PAX 
was I could run into that person. I could stop where I was. I could talk to them for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and I wasn't in anyone's way. And I could hear them and have an actual conversation with them. Um, that kind of stuff. Like, obviously for us, it's a lot better because we know a lot of people in the community. Maybe mm-hmm. someone who was walking in that didn't know anyone, it might not have been the same. But I, I applaud you next time. If you're talking to someone on Twitter who's going, make an effort to go meet up with that person face to face. If you see a group of people talking, just go up and say, hey, I'm such and such. Because everyone's there for the same reason. Everyone's excited. Everyone wants to meet everyone. I had stuff to give away, which I actually gave away a lot quicker than I thought. Um, (laughs) But... uh, it was just the. Oh, it was just so good to. Well, there I, was there was a moment on the Sunday where Eric, there was a Legion cosplayer came over. Yes. And he tapped Eric on I the shoulder dancing. and said, "Yeah, but they, he <laughs> tapped him on the shoulder and he said, hey, are you Eric?'" And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "I've been following you on Instagram. You know, he basically said you're my inspiration." And Eric's like, yep. "Oh wow, thanks, man." Yeah. And like he was, you know, that there was all of that happening too. And yeah, just. Put yourself out there because I can guarantee you the community that comes back would mm-hmm. just be like, "Hey man, how you doing?" And just want to want to have a yeah, chat. That's it. It, it. Yeah, it was. We had time for anyone. Um, it was it was really good to see. We met. I met uh, some extra cosplayers that I hadn't met before, doing some really good stuff. Uh, I, yeah. I I can't shout out the name right now. I will maybe try and find it. Um, like there was a guy, Chris. I'll, what's that? Chris cosplay. Chris oh, cosplay. No, they're the professional ones. I'll shout out them later. It's um, yeah. Lizzie and Lizzie and Chris cosplay Chris. Their work oh, yeah. is phenomenal. Lizzie is a brilliant individual. I love her. She's amazing. <laughs> She's <laughs> having shit. drinks with her on Saturday night. <laughs> you're looking oh, at her. Wow. You're going, "What a lovely person! What a lovely person!" And then all of a sudden, she starts dropping C bombs and she's <gasps> just yelling and screaming, and she's just a hundred percent ball of excitement. And yep. um, she loves what she does, and she loves the games and. Like even Chris, Chris had every time in the world for anyone. Um, it was those guys are amazing, and obviously we we had some drinks with DB and Eric, which are two beautiful individuals as well. So that's uh, it. And yeah, Cat. Like I said, spent so much time with Cat over the weekend. It was a, it was just amazing. Um, there was a guy with a division shirt as we walked into the cafe, and now I reckon I know him from Twitter now. Mm-hmm. If I had have known before, then I would have dropped up and said hello to him, no problems at all, and had a conversation with him. So uh, I'm now in the Trials Rising community just oh, because I, I went to the event. So, How good's that? Um, and I've got chatting to uh, Alien on Twitter and also the man himself, uh, Uni of Trials himself. I think it's Brian. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so he's actual dev as well. He was the guy who actually went on stage at E3 and announced it. Um, so what a story that was to, to hear how he went from basically just making YouTube videos about the game to full on announcing the new game at E3 and having himself in the game itself. That was Um, amazing. Oh yeah. Just hearing those guys talk as well. Um, some of those things, some of the panels and stuff like that, but I want to point out two games, um, because two games obviously blew me away. One of them was Trials Rising. I haven't played that, Mm -hmm. but... Everything I um, heard about was was okay, and then all of a sudden I played it, and I'm just like, yes, this is what I want. It's a platformer. Basically, it's a hardcore platformer with a motorbike and physics engine around it. So um, it's definitely something we're going hardcore at the moment in the background. And I know I'm going hardcore at everything at the moment, but I really do want to shout out at how much I'm loving this game at the moment. Um, I've got that many Twitter notifications. I can't find this person. But 
you do know who you are. Thank you so much for spending time with us. About a beautiful vector um, uh, that he'd made himself. Showed us the, the splash paint that he'd oh, actually put yeah. on there. Painted his hand and then put his hand on the actual grip of the gun so he could, or the actually the nozzle, the nozzle of the gun, mm. um, to make it look authentic. Uh, and he ran me through the whole process of it. It was just phenomenal the amount of effort he put into this thing. So. Um, Shout out to you, mate, and I will tag you on Twitter and at some stage and, and give you a shout out if I don't get here in a second. Uh, but the other one was um, a little game called Roller Derby. Oh, yeah, Roller Champions. Roller Champions, De- Roller Champions. Really, really good that fun because so I beat you guys fun. at it. Um, yeah, you would have hated it if it wasn't. You didn't. And then, then Butters went and roped in Whipflash, who um, crushed is, himself. Is just, yeah, he's a freak at that game. Um, Agent Aussie Crispy. There we go. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, uh, just at Aussie Crispy. Uh, he's got some really good cosplay, so definitely go check him out if you can. Um, but yeah, Roller Champions is really good and definitely play it. And, and I, I yep. climbed the rope twice. These boys so didn't. Proud. No, I didn't, didn't do it. Catnado was the only one to get up in our group, um, but she couldn't get the, the sledgehammer going. It was her guns. <laughs> It was hilarious That's to watch. It. She put a hole in the... Oh, she almost put a hole in the stage. Um, but we've, we've gone on for about an hour 20 in a two-man podcast. Carl, what are we doing? Because Mick Dad's not here to write a scene, man. That's it. Um, All so right, that's, that's enough. There we yeah, go. that's Ubisoft's experience. That's everything we need to talk about tonight. Um, yeah. Where can people find you, mate? Look, uh, when I'm back in back in town, I'll be back on the Locked On Lads channel doing the old Twitch streaming. Um, otherwise, I'll be retweets and gifts at on the old Twitter at Cal underscore AU underscore. Sweet. What about you, Wilco? Where do we find uh, you? Wilco's Chill Zone, maybe, on Twitter? Yeah. I'm tweeting places. a bit at the moment, so there's stuff there. Uh, you yeah. also find me on the Locked On Lads uh, Twitch channel, but... Uh, www.lockedonlads.com is where all our content is. It's been a bit dry at the moment, um, although the podcasts are still going up, like nothing but ramblings went up on Monday. Um, oh, we'll getting... just can I just make make a point of that? Brilliant app, fantastic yeah. app, absolutely loved it. Don't doubt yourself if you're uh, wait, putting well, it out there. You, d- yeah, I'm going to do a molly on this. Do yourself a favour and listen to it if you can find it. Um, <laughs> It actually is the number one episode so far. So number seven is the biggest one we've had so far. So thank yeah. you everyone who is listening to that. Um, but yeah, we we are working on some stuff. Basically, I've taken the week to try and work on our Discord. We have had a lot of people come in. Uh, we're trying to make it a safe place for everyone. So if you are yep. looking for a Discord where it is sort of a safe place to come and talk, whatever, we've got a shouting channel now with a caps only channel, which just went off as soon as we started it. We've got a mental health channel. We've already had uh, someone in there telling them telling us their backstory on what's going on at the moment. Uh, and it's really Pretty brave cool. too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But there is no judgment in this channel. Uh, there is also, I've got a weight loss channel there at the moment. I haven't activated it as far as doing anything about it yet, but I want to try and work with a few people to try and, I need to lose weight and I've been trying to for a while and it's mm. easier as a group. So I saw Bored Diesel bloody stole my idea and did it in his channel too. I know. <laughs> Cheeky monkey. So but anyway, um, then... 
there is a cosplay channel coming to that very soon. If you want to catch up with some of the best Australian uh, Tom Clancy cosplayers, they will have their content in there as well, which will then yep. eventually move to our website, and we're going to feature them on the website as well. So keep an eye out for that. So Lots of changes coming. I've rambled on way too much. This is not nothing but ramblings. This has been a little Tom Clancy Locked On podcast number episode number ninety two. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Sky, for joining us so late notice, and thank you, Cal, for yep. actually being the only other host that wants to talk to me tonight. Uh, Call me have, committed. That's it. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next time. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Catch up. Time to pack it up. My work is done.